low. And um, then your peace and prosperity would have been like a flowing river and your righteousness, the holiness and purity of the nation like the abundant waves of the sea. Your offspring would have been like the sand and your descendants like the offspring of the sea. Their names would not be cut off and destroyed from before me. Then he goes, go forth out of Babylon, free from the childrens, with the voice of singing, declare, tell this, cause it to go forth even to the end of the earth. Say, the Lord is redeemed his servant Jacob. Then they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock and split, he split the rock and also the waters gushed out. There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. So what he was saying, get away from this if you want peace and prosperity. Hallelujah. What do you want, 59? Wow. Something to think about. Truly, people wonder, why, why am I not being prosperous? What has stopped this? Well, you need to check it out. You need to really check out. Talking about peace, uh, we know that Israel is being uh, inundated by wickedness, but it wants peace. Do you know that Israel's uh, economy is one of the top ones in the world? It's more prosperous. They are actually giving out things to other nations, like... Uh, they have made a uh, little power plants that produce water and electricity, and they're giving it to other nations, like there's a, the nation of Ethiopia. They are giving this technology to where, where towns, they didn't have any electricity or anything. They're giving the, the, the technology to this. They're getting water and they're getting electricity, and it's just, they're being a light that says, a light to the world. This is what Israel is doing. So this, there's prosperity in Israel because they want peace. But you look at our country now, there is no prosperity. We are going down, down, down because we are not doing what we are called to do. Israel is starting to pick, up, pick it up where, hey, we just need to be that way. Okay. Uh, Moving on, uh, Isaiah chapter 59. Isaiah chapter 59. We're talking about uh, the promise of peace here. Isaiah chapter 59. Look at verse 8. Again, the Lord speak. The way of peace they, they know not. Wow. Reading on, and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall, know, uh, shall not know peace. Wow, so we're told the way of the wicked is terrible. Uh, looking at that same verse from the Amplified. The way of peace they know not, and there is no justice or right in their go goings. They have made them unto, made them into crooked paths. Whoever does, goes in them 
does not know peace. So the crookedness, when you're crooked, you can't have peace. Wow, how very, I can almost say poetic, because we have, there are so many things going on in our own government that are, I would call crooked and corrupt, and there's no peace there. Okay. Not only is not only is peace to be desired, it's available. We can have peace. I let's go back to we're still in Isaiah. Just drop back to chapter fifty-three. Isaiah chapter fifty-three, looking at verse five. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. From the Amplified, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our, our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement need to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him, and with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, it's available. Peace is available to us because he, he's given it to him. All we have to do is reach out to him. Amen. Let's go to uh, Colossians chapter 1. In Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Look at verse 20. This is, this is what has been made available unto us. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether ye be things on earth or things in heaven. So we have, we have peace because of his blood. The shed blood of Jesus Christ. These are things that we need to hang on to. When, when, you're try, when the enemy tries to rob you of peace, to say it's covered by the blood, that situation, circumstances is coming against, it's covered by the blood. I have peace. This is what the blood is. I plead, you can say, I plead the blood over this situation. I have a peaceful situation. Hello? Okay, you got something there? If not, we'll go on. Mm. Yeah, there is really. In verse, um, we go to verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether there be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometime alienated in enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he hath reconciled. So 
before you're alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, but now you've been reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight if you continue in the faith grounded and settled and not be moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven whereof I, Paul, am a minister. Well, there's, the sad thing is there's a teaching today that says that we've completely been redeemed and you don't have to concern yourself. Even if you fall, you're perfectly fine. You don't have to worry. You can go out and do whatever you want to do. It's called a grace teaching that is, is, um, has heresy with it. If you notice, when Paul talks about this, yes, we have been, he has been presented as holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which is preached to every creature which is under heaven, which I, Paul, am made a minister. Glory to God. So we have to continue in the faith. We have to continue. And continue, when we, as we continue in the faith, from glory to glory, He changes us. And we can become stronger and stronger. And old things are passed away and all things become new. So stuff that maybe is cling to, where it says that we are to... Um, turn away from the things that easily beset us or hem, of, hem us in, looking unto Jesus, the author, Jesus, the word of our faith. Amen. And so a lot of people can't understand why they, they don't have peace. It's amazing to me when I see what Christians say, a lot of Christians, not here, but a lot of Christians in this time and this hour say it's okay to do that at one time proclaimed against those things, but now, it, now it's okay to do those things. We're in the last days. No. Right now, we need to draw closer and closer to God and get rid of the garbage that once hung unto us. Hallelujah. So be careful who you listen to. You know, they might have been good, but there's a lot of stuff going on now that is false doctrine. Praise God. And you're part of the elect, so don't be right. deceived, okay? Ephesians chapter 2 this time. I don't like sharing this stuff, to be honest with you, but we are required to share things with you for your protection. He that hath ears, let him hear. Okay. Ephesians chapter 2, looking at verse 14. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us from the amplified. For he himself is our peace, our bond of unity and harmony. He has made us both, Jew and Gentile, one body and 
and has broken down and destroyed and abolished the hostile, hostile dividing wall between us. Glory to God. We've been adopted. We're in one family. Glory to God, hallelujah. And it's because of his peace. You know, we used to sing this, that song, He is my peace. He has broken down every wall. He is my peace. When you think about that, He is your peace. He's broken down every wall that, that would come against you, that would hold you in bondage. Hallelujah. We just need to walk in Him. Okay, Numbers 25, 12. Well, just before you go there, what is peace? It's in your notes if you were taking it. What is peace? Okay, thank you. Harmony with God and His will. If we don't have that established in ourselves, we're not going to have too much peace. That's why Jesus can go through all those situations and still have peace because He had harmony with God and His will. So when the, when the, when the enemy comes against you, you, you can have peace in what you go through because... You have harmony with God, and you're doing his will. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, she said, which numbers? 25. 20. Numbers chapter 25. That's okay, Terry. We'll get it after. I'm sure more will dropping, so. Oops. Numbers. Well, we'll be reading numbers shortly. Again, Numbers chapter 25, one more time. And this time we will be looking at verse 12. So are you telling me if you're going through the Bible right now, you should be almost to Numbers? No, I said you will be getting to Numbers. <laughs> Numbers 25, looking at verse 12. Therefore say, Behold, I give unto him my covenant of peace. You have a covenant of peace. One of harmony with God's will. He's giving you his covenant of peace. Well, that ought, we ought to be jumping up for doing the things for God. Boy, that, you, you have to raise the flag and toot the horn. <laughs> now let's uh, back up uh, a book and go to Exodus, the book of Exodus chapter 18 this time. Exodus chapter 18. Wow. It's a heavy chapter in Numbers, let me tell you. Okay. Okay, Exodus chapter 18. We're speaking on peace. Verse 23. If thou shalt do this, this thing, and God command thee so, then thou shalt be able to endure, and all this people shall go also to their place of peace. Glory to God. It's a reward. Peace is a reward. 
Let me read it from the Amplified. If you will do this, and God so commands you, you will be able to endure the strain of all these people also to go to their tents in peace. What is peace again? Harmony with God in his will. I'd like to share a little on that after you're Okay, done. go for okay. it. Okay, if we go up to verse 17, this is where Moses' father-in-law came and talked to him. And he, he said to him, Moses' father-in-law said to him, The thing that you are doing is not good. You will surely wear out both yourself and this people with you. For if the thing is too heavy for you, and you, you are not able to perform it all by yourself, Listen to me. I will, I will counsel you, and God will be with you. You shall represent the people before God, teaching their cases, bringing their, their cases and causes to him, teaching them the decrees and the laws, showing them the way they must walk and work they must do. Moreover, you shall choose able men from all the people, God-fearing men of truth, who hate unjust gain, and place them over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens to be their ru rulers. And let them judge the people at all times. Every great matter they shall bring to you, but every small matter they shall judge. So it will be easier for you, and they will, bring, and they will bear the burden with you. If you will do this, and as God and God so commands you, you will be able to endure the strain of all these people also will go to their tents in peace. If you will do this and God so command as God so commands you, you will be able to endure the strain and all these people also will go to their tents in peace. So Moses listened and heeded to the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he had said. He goes on to tell what happened. You know, so many times we try to do so much that we aren't really good to anybody. And we need to, you know, and, and when you lose your peace and your peace is lost for a period of time, you need to really go and check out what am I doing that has caused me to lose my peace. And this is a really good example here. Moses was trying, was there three million or whatever? He was trying to be everything to everybody at one time. And that wasn't God's plan. God had other plans. Bring the heavy stuff to him. But you go and do what I tell you do. And the people will have peace in their tents. Okay? And so... This is a real, you know, when you, when you read this and you understand, maybe some of you are trying to do too much. Maybe if you're, I don't know, in charge of people or whatever, um, maybe you're trying to do too much and it's causing disruption. You know, I don't know. That's just, that's, that's free. That's free for I don't know who or whatever. Or might be someone listening. I don't know on to the, to the tape, but. Listen to what's being said here because sometimes we get ourselves in the middle of too much 
and we lose our peace. And we need to really get before God and find out where did I lose it and why and turn that around. You know, sometimes it could be offense towards someone and you need to make it right. You need to go to them, be honest with them. Hallelujah. Okay. You put it before God and you're rewarded with peace. You Amen. keep it yourself and you're going to be in turmoil. So put it before God. I don't like Give me the instruction. Give me the, you know, just like uh, Moses uh, received. Okay, uh, let's turn now to Romans chapter 15. In Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, looking at verse 13. King James. Now the God of hope fill, with, fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, from the Amplified it reads, May the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you, will, you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So that's a reward. We sang last week, it's bubbling. It's bubbling. You know, if, you, if you've lost hope... You need to find out where you lost it. I'm serious. I mean, it's really simple. There are certain things that when you've been living in peace, in hope, in faith, and all of a sudden it's missing, there's one of two things. Either you're picking up intercession for somebody else, or there's something that happened that you need to go back and find out what is going on. And it's worth your while to take however long it, to, it takes to do this. Because the, further you, the longer you avoid it, the harder it's going to become. Amen? Okay. It's my, yeah. We're going to go with me, Ralph? Hmm? You have more? You yeah, I've got... You... Like she says, the more you, the more that you don't do something, it's like when you're in a pit, they throw garbage over you. <laughs> and, the, and if you can't get out of that, if you remain where you're at, you're going to have more garbage thrown on you. Hey, dig yourself out of that garbage pit. Get back, get back where you belong. Okay, let's go to Second Peter quickly. And we want to go to chapter 3. That's 2 Peter chapter 3. And it's not in my notes, I take it. I got two more, that's it. 2 Peter chapter 3. Look at verse 14. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent 
that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Look at that. Be diligent that ye may be found in him in peace. And what did Jesus have? Peace, and what is peace? Harmony with the Father and his will. Amen. We have to have that. Don't you? Harmony with, with the word of God and his will. Okay, that's his will. The word of God is his will. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we have to be found in him. We have to have that peace, that unity with him. Okay, let's uh, back up one more, one more time to the book of Romans. And I want us to go to the fifth chapter. That's the fifth chapter. That's Romans chapter 5. And we will start with the very beginning. Verse 1. Therefore, from the King James, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. From the Amplified, Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given a right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. We've been justified, and we have peace. So when the enemy badgered you just use your faith it says step up on faith and you will get your peace back use your faith get your peace back yeah. amen you have have others there mm -hmm. can I okay. have my notes please hmm? can I have my notes please you want the other notes yes. thank you are you finished with yours what you have Yep, so you got peace. Okay. The promise of peace. If you want a title, that was a promise of peace. Okay, he, he did the first verse. Let's move on. Or did you do two? I didn't have that in my notes. Um, it goes on to say in verse 2, Through him we have our access, interest, introduction by faith into this grace, the state of God's favor, in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exalt in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us also be full of joy now. Not just to have a little dab of joy, but be full of joy. We are to stay full of joy. He says, now. And he goes on to say, Let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. Most people kind of want to skip over these scriptures, but they're here for a purpose. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now, let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, 
knowing that pressure and affliction and hardships produce patience and unswerving endurance. Doesn't the Bible say in James, count it all joy when you encounter diverse tests and trials, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience? Let patience have her perfect work that you may be entire, wanting or lacking nothing. So God wants us to be entire, lacking nothing. Okay. And he goes on to say, and endurance fortify, in verse 4, develops maturity of character, approved faith, and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit of the joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us, for God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given who has been given to us. Hallelujah. Well, you notice here in Romans, this is talking about that. James talks about this in chapter one, count it all joy. Peter goes on to talk about this in Peter where he goes on in Peter, and we're going off the notes now, and I want to turn there, if we could. I believe it's... He goes on to give you a, a list of... different things. We're not even going to get to my notes, so we'll just go on over here and go here. You know, it's interesting you've got Paul... Then you've got James, and now you've got Peter that are going to pretty much say the same thing, okay? Um, and for in Second Peter, if you between First Peter and Second Peter, you see an astounding growth in Peter between the two. It's almost like, are these the same person, or is this the same person? But he goes on to say. Um, in verse 1, it says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith through us, through the righteousness of God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. So he wants grace and peace to be multi multiplied unto you according as his divine power hath given all us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Wherefore are giving unto us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So God is saying here, or Peter is saying here through the Holy Spirit, that God's desire is for us to escape the world's corruption. Many people are falling back into the corruption of the world. Many Christians are falling back. Even leaders in the body of Christ are falling back into their into old patterns and things, okay? 
he goes on to say, um, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and virtue knowledge, or by means of these he has bestowed on us his precious exceedingly great promises so that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay verse 4 rottenness and corruption and that is in the world because of covetousness lust and greed and becoming sharers partakers of the divine nature verse 5 for this very reason adding your diligence to the divine promises imply every effort and he says to employ every effort in exercising your faith to develop to develop virtue excellent resolution christian energy and in exercising virtue develop knowledge and intelligence so he's telling you apply this to yourself and he's giving you the steps that if you do this then you're going to get this if you do this then you're going to get this but many people if you go down this list you can pretty much see where you are this is something that that people should study every week second peter chapter one go through it Find out where you are and make a purpose in your heart and in your mind that I am going to become an overcomer and I'm going clear through this. I'm getting rid of the things that could destroy my walk with God. Where God, God's plan for us is to come out without spot or wrinkle. How many know this church? And we are right in this time frame right now leading up to the rapture. And I don't know one preacher that is not saying this. I'm sorry, but before now, it's like an urgency that you, we need to get ready. We need to get ready now. Not yesterday, but now and stay ready. Okay, so we go on to say, um, virtue, develop knowledge and intelligent in verse, verse six, and in exercising knowledge, develop self-control and in exercising self-control develop steadfastness patience endurance so he wants us to exercise self-control he wants us to de develop steadfastness patience endurance and in exercising steadfastness develop godliness piety and in exercising godliness develop brotherly affection, and in exercising brotherly affection, develop Christian love. For all these qualities are yours and increasingly abound in you. They will keep you from being idle or unfruitful unto, you, to, unto the full personal knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. And whoever lacks these qualities is blind spiritually, short-sighted, seeing only what is near to him and has become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. It's pretty heavy. But he's telling us how to grow in him. You know, 
count it all joy when you encounter diverse tests and trials. In Romans, what did it say? You're going to go through these, these fiery trials. Be joyful. Allow the peace of God to prevail in your lives. You say, well, that, that, that just doesn't sound, sound good. You know, well, this is life. This is life as Jesus Christ desires us to live it. He didn't promise, you know, that's why I've shared with you before I became a born-again Christian, I really sat and thought out, really sat and thought it out because when I knew when I was going to become a Christian that because whatever I did, I gave myself fully to it, that I was going to completely envelop myself in Christianity. I was going to become what Jesus wanted me to become. Has it been easy? As long as I stick to his word and as long as I continue to grow, as long as I, you know, sometimes we sin and we don't even realize it until the Spirit of God speaks to you or something happens and you wonder what happened. Well, God is faithful to show you what happened so you can go back and it never happen again. And so he's telling us right now that he wants us to have joy and peace, yet there are some that refuse to be joyful. Literally come together and refuse to worship and praise God. Literally refuse to enter in. Well, right there, if we do and everyone has our days when we feel like, well, I don't really feel like this. You have to push past yourself, church. Our, our biggest problem is not the devil. I will tell you right now, because he's been defeated unless we allow him to have control there. Okay. Our biggest problem is us. You know, a lot of people are so fearful of the devil. Well, our biggest problem is us. It's like flee from the appearance of evil. Like I shared today, don't watch this section of it. If you want to open up your house to, to certain things, watch it. But if you don't, don't watch it. You know, God will say, you can do this, but just don't do this part of it. And yet, people resist this. They get upset. Well, I, this won't hurt me. Yeah, it will. And this is where we need to learn to become obedient, as one of the scriptures that Pastor gave out. One of the greatest things that we will learn in our Christian walk is obedience to do exactly what God has told us to do. If he told you to never do such and such, then by golly, if, if I'm going to do such and such, then he, I, he better, and he, he tells me, okay, it's okay now, then there better be at least three scriptures that he can give me on demand right there to prove that this is all right. Does that make sense to any of you? And if it does not line up with the word, throw it away. So we need to, we're talking about peace right now. And the last scripture I'm going to leave with this is Psalm 4.8 because I know the last few were heavy. 
but this is not the time to be playing around with stuff. This is the time to be preparing yourself as uh, Noah did in the preparing for the ark for the saving of his family. It says, forsake not the assembling, even so much more as you see the evil day approaching. What does that mean? It means there's church. Be there. If you have to work, it's another reason, okay? But if, if there's church and... Let me put it this way. If there's church and you need healing, get healed, come get healed. I know someone this morning that didn't feel good that came. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to water. I can't water it down. There's no, there's no time for watering it down anymore. Okay, in ver chapter 4 of Psalms, verse 8. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone, for you, Lord, alone, make me dwell in safety and confident trust. Well, we're going to lie down in peace. Amen? You know, when you go to bed, the house should be peaceful. When you get ready for bed, the pastor knows exactly what I do before I go to bed. I get in bed. I read my healing scriptures. I read the Bible. I prepare for night. I prepare to be open to whatever God desires to show me at night. And I make darn good and sure that every sin that I could have committed that day is off of me. Even if I don't even know about it. You say, are you fearful? No, but I'm going to be ready when the trumpet sounds. You know, dun, da, 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 I'm going to be in it. That's to me how, how close I feel we are. Some people, well, they've been, you know, people, they've been seeing that for a long time. Psalms 119, 165. Well, folks, can't get much, I, I don't see how it can get much worse. <laughs> Great peace have they who love your law. Nothing, this is a really good scripture, nothing shall offend them. Great peace are they who love your law. Nothing shall offend them or make them stumble. Verse before it says, Seven times a day and all day long I do praise you because you of your righteous decree Great peace have they who love your word. Nothing shall offend them or make them stumble. No offense, no stumbling. It's that simple. If there's any offense towards anybody, I don't care who they are. Let it go. Forget it. Move past it. Drop it. It's not going to change them, but is it going to change you? You will be the one who is affected. 
because they don't care. You're the ones that... Uh, okay. They don't care. If someone's offended you, they don't even know it half the... Trust me. I've offended people and didn't even know I offended them by not looking at them. In church services before, not here, not this group, but I offended someone one time because I didn't look at them. There was someone one time that came to me and, and told me that I didn't like them because my husband looked at them while he was teaching. That I was jealous. I looked at him like, what? What's he supposed to do when he teach? Stare at me? I mean, that's, you know, to get offended at anything isn't worth it because you will not have peace. And when your peace is stolen, much goes out the door with it. Your health, your joy. So don't be offended. Let's just stop right now. We're just going to stop. Just close your eyes. Don't even look around. Don't check anybody else out. It's nobody's business. But Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask you, if any of us are offended at anyone for any reason, if we feel that we've been done wrong, if we can't let go of it, whatever, God, revealed it to us by your Spirit. And God, I'm asking you, by the Holy Spirit, to reveal it to us so we can once and for all get this thing under the blood and forgive the person. And if we've offended anybody and we don't know it, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to reveal that to us so we can go and make it right. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, right now, and I think we should all say this prayer together, quite frankly, before we leave this place, because great peace are those that do not allow offense to come. You'll have peace if you get rid of offense. So just pray this with me. If you possibly could be offended towards someone, which almost all of us are in one way or another, we could even be offended at ourselves or our kids or whatever or someone that died. So let's just pray this together. Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me for any offense, for anything this morning that is in this sermon that does not line up to what you've asked us to do. I thank you we can stand on 1 John 1, 9. Your word says if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we drop everything that's held us in bondage and we welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit to fill those areas that is stolen our joy. 
and we give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Now, don't get offended if the team you're going for doesn't win today. And finally, how do you prepare for peace? All morning we talked about it. How do you prepare for peace? Christine. There you go. Be in harmony with, with God and his will. That's how you prepare for peace. Let's all stand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's the first day of February. No, I got the football. Last day of Father, we're praising you. We're just giving you thanks, Lord, that we are the redeemed, and we say so, Father God. Father God, you made us to be more than conquerors. What we decree will come to pass. What we put our hand to shall prosper. We thank you, Lord. We are of the beloved. We are joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, I thank you, Lord. This is the day that you've made. We rejoice in it. And goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. May this be a great day for everyone. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.